Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Well, hello, friends, and happy Lord's Day. Pro-Life leader Frank Pavone here, National Director of Priests for Life, bringing you a time of prayer together and a reflection on one of today's readings. Glad you could join us. Please leave your prayer intentions in the comments so that we can pray for one another. And we have a uh, powerful reading today from the first book of Kings before we read it. Let's put ourselves in the presence of the Lord in, in repentance and in eagerness to receive His Word. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We thank you, Father, for your grace. We praise you, Father, for your Word. We ask you for the gift of even deeper repentance from all our sins. We know, Lord God, of your mercy. We trust in your grace. We believe in your power to make us a new creation in Christ. And so we repent of any way that we have offended you by what we have done or what we have failed to do. And we, Lord, look forward eagerly each day to receive your Spirit, your grace, and your Word. It feeds us, it enlightens us, it consoles us, it encourages us. It reads the thoughts and motives of our hearts and allows us to purify those thoughts and motives. Help us, Lord God, today and every day to follow you faithfully and to spur each other on to generous service, to your word, to your kingdom, and to the gift of human life, especially our most vulnerable brothers and sisters, the unborn. We pray all this through Christ, our risen Lord. Amen. A reading from the first book of Kings. At the mountain of God, Horeb, Elijah came to a cave where he took shelter. Then the Lord said to him, Go outside and stand on the mountain before the Lord. The Lord will be passing by. A strong and heavy wind was rending the mountains and crushing rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake there was fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. After the fire there was a tiny whispering sound. When he heard this, Elijah hid his face in his cloak and went and stood at the entrance of the cave. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our God is majestic, all-powerful. And sometimes, brothers and sisters, in various events of Scripture, like the giving of the law to Moses, sometimes God is in the wind and the earthquake and the fire. Wind, the very word, is uh, the breath. The fire of God comes down all the time in Scripture. The earthquake, a sign of God's intervening in the world. When Jesus died, there was an earthquake. When He rose, there was an earthquake. So God is in those things sometimes. But here in this passage, we are coming face to face with that dimension of God 
which is that the most strength, the Almighty, is sometimes found in the most gentle nudge, the most important voice, that of God Himself, is sometimes found in the still, quiet, whispering sound. God whispers to us. God proclaims His Word mightily to all the world, and He wants us to shout it from the rooftops. But God also whispers to us. And we have to be, the lesson here in this passage is, we have to be attentive to the whispering sounds of God, which means, in practice, we need times of silence. You know, if you look at the spiritual writers of all the centuries, if you look at the liturgy of the church, which teaches us and guides us how to pray, doesn't it? It has prescribed prayers that have to be said at different times in the liturgical service. It has prescribed readings that need to be proclaimed. It has chants and songs to be sung, but also prescribed very specifically, indicated, and required at various times are periods of silence. Now, sometimes in the liturgy, and I was privileged in, uh, for example, in the uh, days that I was in seminary, I was privileged to be master of ceremonies. A master of ceremonies in a liturgy is, uh, don't, don't, don't confuse it with a, a concert or, or, or a performance. Master of ceremonies is, is, is someone who just keeps an eye on and makes sure that the different people in the, the liturgical ceremony do the things they're supposed to do at the right times. And you're sort of coordinating and assisting in that. I served in that role for, for Cardinal John O'Connor of New York in St. Patrick's Cathedral. And uh, on, a, on, a, on an occasional basis, not as a, not as a permanent assignment. But, uh, and, I, and I did that when he came to the uh, seminary for his visits. And as I said, prescribed there in the liturgy are times, required times of silence. And so it should be in our own personal spiritual life. We may listen to some of our favorite religious hymns. That's a great way to get into the spirit of prayer and to get... Uh, uh, spiritually nourished and encouraged. Uh, we should make use of prayers that we say in our own words and also prayers that are in prayer books. Uh, and also, obviously, the first book we go to is the Scriptures. But in your personal prayer life, make absolutely sure that you always have times of silence. Silence is so important because, first of all, it helps us to listen to the words we've already heard. When, when, when you're hearing words, such as I'm saying to you now, you hear them for a moment and then the time passes and you, you go right away to the next words. In silence, the words can come back to you and you have time to digest them. You have time to think about them. And you let the silence speak and you let God speak in that silence. That doesn't mean that every thought you have is directly from God. But it does mean that He has that space to speak to you in that quiet, whispering voice, and you'll see that the things you've heard, you know, your mind starts working on them. Your mind starts connecting the words that you've heard with different words, that other words you've heard at other times or other experiences that you have had that those words help to illumine or the experience helps to illumine the words. 
You can only be putting all these things together if you allow adequate time for silence. The silence is a time when we can also listen to our own reaction to those words. If a particular passage of Scripture makes us uneasy, the silence gives us a chance to ask ourselves and listen deeply to ourselves, why is that making me uneasy? If a particular passage uh, it gives us joy and exaltation, we want to reflect on why. What is it tapping into in ourselves that gives us that, that joy? Silence, friends, in short, it does a lot of things to help us understand what we have heard. What we have heard is not sufficient unless accompanied by the silence that it takes to absorb it. Let's pray. Come, Father. Come and answer the prayers that we have voiced. Many intentions, Lord, some that you alone know, that our brothers and sisters lift up to you. Grant those intentions. Grant, O God, pardon where forgiveness is asked, guidance where there is doubt, consolation where there is sorrow, healing where there is sickness, and blessing and gratitude where there is success and accomplishment. And now, Lord, following the scripture that we just heard, we place ourselves in your presence for this pause of silence. And we pray as Jesus taught us, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. And friends, the Feast of the Assumption is coming up August 15th. I ask you to join the Novena. That is at prayercampaign.org, together with all our other novenas, prayercampaign.org. Let's say this prayer in honor of the Assumption, a prayer for life. Lord Jesus Christ, you have conquered the power of death and opened for humanity the hope of eternal life in body and soul. You granted your mother a share in heavenly glory and did not allow decay to touch her body. As we rejoice in the Assumption of Mary, Grant us new confidence in the victory of life over death and renewed reverence for the human body. As we honor Mary assumed into heaven, may we proclaim the hope of your gospel 
that you want every human life seated on your throne. May that hope strengthen us to protect every life here on earth. You live and reign forever and ever. Amen. And may the Lord give us His grace, His blessing, and His protection. In Jesus' name, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, friends, great to be with you. Spread the word about these scripture reflections. We'll be with you each morning. And spread the word about our other programming as well. Much important information and uh, many important developments in our movement to talk about, think about, pray about, strategize about, and share thoughts about with each other. God bless you. Thanks for being part of our Priests for Life family. We will talk to you soon. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.